A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Vetriot Podcast with Eddie and Benny. One veteran and one patriot. Unafraid, unfiltered, unadulterated. Just two badass American dads speaking on what others are afraid to. This is the podcast you don't want to miss out on. So pull up a chair, have a drink, and get ready to have your mind blown. This is the Vetriot Podcast. Ben, what's going on? What's going on, Eddie motherfucking P? Dude, it's going, it's, uh, we're a couple days away from Thanksgiving. We are, we are indeed. The election hasn't fucking stopped, and, uh, you know, the world's still going. You know, mm-hmm. we're kind of in limbo, it kind of feels like. No, and I totally understand the media, they don't want to tell people the truth. Uh, the media, all you media people out there cannot decide the election. The Electoral College does. Yes, and they have not decided yet because there's still active lawsuits going on, which is legally allowed. Yep. There's still uh, recounts going on, which is still allowed, which happens every election. There's always a recount. Yep. And uh, until these lawsuits get settled uh, legally, no one can win the race. Yep. In fact, there's still Amendment 12, which... I advise people to go look up. Can you, you know what it is? Uh, let me go ahead and get it verbatim. So let me go ahead and pull it up here. I d- personally don't fucking know it. Sorry, you guys. <laughs> so right. Amendment 12, and this is a little bit lengthy. So I'm going to read this verbatim. All right. So shut the fuck up, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> Turn my mic off. The electors shall meet in their respective states and vote by ballot for president and vice president, one of whom at least shall not be an inhabitant of the same state with themselves. They shall name in their ballots the person voted at, voted for as president and in district ballots the person voted for as vice president. And they shall make distinct lists of all persons voted for as president and of all persons voted for as vice president. And the number of votes for each which lists they shall sign and certify and transmit sealed to the seat of the government of the United States directed by the president of the president of the Senate. The president of the Senate shall in the presence of the Senate and the House of Representatives open all the certificates and all the votes shall be then counted. The person having the greatest number of votes for president shall be the president. If such number be a majority of the whole number of electors appointed, and if no person have such majority, then from the persons having the highest numbers not exceeding three on the list of those voted for as president, the House of Representatives shall choose immediately by ballot the president. 
But in choosing the president, the vote shall be taken by states, the representation from each state having one vote. A quorum for this purpose shall be consistent of a member of members on two-thirds of the states, and the majority of all the states shall be uh, necessary to a choice. And if the House of Representatives shall not choose a president, whenever the right of choice shall uh, devolve upon them before the fourth day of March next following, then the vice president shall act as president, as in the case of the death or other constitutional disability of the president, the person having the greatest number of votes as vice president shall be the vice president. If a number be a majority of the whole number of electors appointed, and if no person have a majority, then from the two highest numbers of the list, the Senate shall choose the vice president. Um, a quorum for the purpose shall consist of two-thirds of the whole number of senators. And a majority of the whole number shall be necessary to a choice, but no person constitutionally ineligible to the office of president shall be eligible of that vice president of the United States. So essentially what this is saying is that the electors, meaning the electoral college, get to pass votes individually for whoever they want would out of out of the out of the candidates and uh, and uh, they get to choose from a top 3 from the top 3 candidates and then the house of uh, representatives get to choose from those top 3 candidates mm. and if uh, who owns the house the republicans do yeah so the republicans are going to be able to go in and choose who the next president is is yeah. essentially what that's saying yeah ben you ever thought about maybe a a, a a law coming out towards the government that uh forces the duopoly to end where it would have to be you know three different parties you know three the biggest parties running shit like let's say one third has to be democrat one third can be democrat one third can be republican one third can be libertarian you know, and you'll have to get your votes through there. And even though they might, there might be stalemates, you know, one or two people could be swayed either way. I mean, but the problem with that would be, you know, highly corrupt, corrupted people would be voting swaying certain ways with, you know, money being, you know, persuaded to vote that way. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm, a, I'm always a fan of kind of ending the, <laughs> the two party state. Yeah. I, I, I think there's, a lot more ideas that can come out of ending that. Sure. Um, definitely needs to be ex- some sort of expansion in, into political parties. Do you think in the next couple of years, the Democratic Party might split off into a socialist party? Like They, ha- they haven't already? <laughs> well, they will. Maybe, maybe not on paper, but not they, on paper, ha- yeah. they have. The, the fucking squad, I know ben, Joe Biden just met up with them and... Gave, you know, basically fucking rallied them up. They're all happy as fuck that their president-elect could possibly be fucking Biden. So they're fucking happy about it. They fuck want that. Biden. Fuck Biden. Anyway, man. So on this episode, we wanted to change it up a little bit because, you know, Ben and I talk a lot about politics. And politics are... are, are the party, the race is, isn't... 
It's not over. It's not over. And the biggest thing is, it's not over. Like I said, there's still lawsuits that have to be settled. There's recounts that are going on, which are constitutionally protected. Um, are, are, those are our protected rights that we get to do that. And so those motions are still going on. Again, the media cannot decide the election. I know all these media sites are wanting to do that. Even the fucking uh, Fox News, which is a which is really turned turned to far left. Yeah. Um they had none of them have the ability to decide a state or to decide the election. Nope. They don't have the right to even do it. I mean, they're doing it through like analytics and trying to you know come up with an outcome for people, you know, to give them some peace in mind, it, but essentially from our last podcast there's been no change. No change. All these lawsuits and everything, recounts are still going through. Yeah. We didn't podcast last week because there really wasn't nothing new to really bring to the table to you guys. It was just like, okay, well, these lawsuits are still going on. The media is still full of shit. Biden is still a chomo. There's nothing new to report. <laughs> did I tell you that Project Veritas called me? You did. And we're, Eric, we were questioning how they got your number. Eric Cochran called me. You, you you thought I gave them your and I'm like, no, I've never been in contact with them, period. I was all like, it was either Ben or my twin brother. My brother denies it, but he laughed when he said it. That's pretty cool. What did they have to say? Well, they asked me a couple of questions, you know, basically of, about the account of what happened. I told them I, that's not my regular route. I was only filling in for the guy missing that day. Um, asking for pictures. Um, what's crazy is I have two pictures. I wish you would have took more. I wish I would. Do. I have two pictures I found. I thought I only had one. I knew I had two, but I thought one of them was a live picture, and it was blurry. But when you push it, the picture, it's a live picture, and it it's like it plays a little clip. Mm-hmm. I screenshotted that, the clip, and, dude, you can see, clear as day, numbers on those uh, those those stubs, on the voting stubs. Now, check this out, Ben. Uh, I think we talked about it before, curable ballots, you know, bad signatures on the ballots and stuff. So anyway, um, when they send those ballots in, when people were mailing in those ballots without the blue um, stub being pulled off, guess what? They weren't certified. There has to be, there has to be signatures and the blue signatures on the ballot, signatures on the envelope, and the blue stub needs to be pulled off. That certifies a legit ballot. Well, the problem is that a lot of states aren't certifying these ballots. Not This isn't a Colorado thing. That's that's a big thing going on in Pennsylvania right mm-hmm. now. Uh, they didn't let, allow the poll watchers going on. They were not allowing the certification of the ballots. And they even allow ballots coming in days after the election that are postmarked after the election. Dude, and the I believe the here in Colorado, I believe they were self-curing the ballots that were coming in for Biden. Colorado's shady as fuck. I hate Colorado. Dude. I, I love Colorado, like for the state that it was. Yeah. But you know, honestly, my my opinion is where Colorado went downhill was when we became the first to legalize marijuana, essentially. You think so? That's I, when I, all the liberals moved in? Pretty much. Because yeah. as I remember Col- I born and raised here, you know, Denver, and I, I seen what my I, I know what my state was. Yeah. And then as soon as that, and I'll, I'll be honest, I have voted to legalize it. I think I think it should be legal. Yeah. It just sucks that we ended up being the first to do it because that's when all you got 
all these fucking libtards that flooded here, mm-hmm. and and it's crazy because all our, all us Colorado natives, there, you know, we we try to tell people Colorado's closed, don't don't come here, you know. But it's just like so many people. It's because so many people fucking came here, and it, so many came here and changed their address to here so they can get high. Uh, and I don't want to say all of them came to get high. Some there's a lot of medicinal qualities to marijuana. I truly, sure. I truly believe that it should it should be legal on a federal level. It, yeah. it should be hands hands down. It should be. It just sucks that we were the first ones to do it, and everyone came here. Yeah, and that's what destroyed Colorado. They should have created these uh, the the people here in Colorado. They should have created a coalition with other states. That way. Many multiple states could have gone about this. You know, uh, they could have co- uh, created a legalized marijuana movement across the United States, and especially not just you know here in Washington State or, or or Oregon or whatever. It should have been multiple states working together so that when they did legalize marijuana, it wasn't just one state in the middle of the fucking United States where everyone flooded to. It, you know, they they should have seen this coming. Yeah, they they I, I agree. There should have been um several states to do it at once and then maybe several more or heck just do it on a federal level make it and that means the whole fucking nation it would it would be legal right uh, but at the same time i'm all for states rights and states deciding what direction they want to go but at the same time there's been there's you know people want to say science believe in science well science says that there is uh, medicinal qualities there's even recreational qualities heck you smoke a joint it helps you relax. It helps you sleep. People with anorexia, it helps them fucking eat, develop appetites. Mm-hmm. Uh, people with, with depression, anxiety, it helps put a smile on their face. Um, you know, I said it can re- help you relax after a hard day of work. And, and um, you know, there's a lot of healing powers, uh, a lot of people with cancer. Natural natural uh, uh, remedies and, mm-hmm. and cbd that's a that's a big thing on the rise right now i, yeah. I totally believe in the power of cbd would death. you vote today if like, let's say let's say there was a bill to reverse the marijuana thing would you vote to reverse it yes you would i would i think a lot of people i know would i think they seen what it did and they just want their old home back and, and, they want and their the biggest own. thing and, and, and the biggest thing is transparency where the fuck are the tax dollars going Oh, yeah. The state's broke, but we they get these millions and millions of dollars in tax revenue. But we still got broken roads. We still got broken schools. We still got broken everything. Mm-hmm. And But yet the state's still broke. Mm-hmm. And again, Colorado is under Democratic leadership. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why the people follow Democrats. Look at all the major cities that are ran by Democrats. You go to fucking San Francisco. You go to fucking Detroit. Los Angeles. Uh, you go to all these met- metropolises that are all Democratic ran. They do not know money management. Mm-hmm. Where the fuck is all the money going? We, as Coloradoans, people that went out to buy marijuana and still do, it still produces great numbers and revenue for taxes. Yeah. Where the fuck is all this money going? It's going to the, their fucking pockets. They're not putting this money into the roads. They're not putting the money into the schools. This is all stuff that they promised when they legalized it. We would put money back into Colorado. But we ended up putting money into their pockets. That's the problem. It's definitely not going back into the Treasury because of the fact that Colorado needed federal funds for this coronavirus bullshit, right? 
they didn't even have the money back you know the money saved for a rainy day you know they had to go fucking flee into the federal government for some aid our, you know our state does get a big kickback from from the marijuana sales and they're definitely doing something with it that we don't know the transparency is not there and i believe that uh I believe that Colorado should reverse the marijuana thing, just at least until there's a fifty percent, you know, state countrywide or a, st- uh, a countrywide agreement with it. You know what I mean? Or at least put it back on the back burner for for a little longer to, you know, to to uh, to sit back and, and just wait. But it might affect a lot of businesses. It, it might affect a lot of people. It might you know uh, have a blowback now that people are reliant or even addicted to marijuana they talk about addiction to marijuana you know that that, now that it's readily available um you might have a kickback there you might have a kickback with the businesses that started off um growing and and producing marijuana um i think they should kick it back uh just to a medical uh card and uh, leave it there just until just until just until 50% 50% of the countries legalized it. That's why that way it can drop uh it could drop a lot of the bullshit uh that Colorado doesn't need, especially the people who had fixed incomes. Their taxes rose. They can't afford certain things. I mean, rent, I'm pretty sure if you had a fixed income and you were renting somewhere, you can no longer afford that. I mean, it just, it just it really hurt every everyone all around, uh especially people that were ready to go buy homes with their families and then they find out they they're kind of uh priced out. We talked about that with um Chauncey a long time ago. Sean Sizzle. Talked shout about out, that with Chauncey. Shout out Chauncey. Shout out. Uh, we, yeah, we totally talked about gentrification. Yeah. And the effects that it has on uh, urban neighborhoods. Yeah. Um, that wouldn't happen. I, w- I wouldn't mind revisiting that episode and and talking a little about, about that more one day. Uh, so Chauncey, if you're out there, get at your boy. Let's revisit that topic. Yeah. Let's have a few beers. You bring the burritos. <laughs> yeah, because it's 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 been some time now. You know what I mean? And yeah, it, yeah. And things are still going exactly what he said. Mm-hmm. They're gentrifying everywhere. And 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 not to play devil's advocate or anything. I I'm I'm for gentrification. I'm for it, all that means is you're upgrading the neighborhood. And and sometimes yes, that mean, does mean uh, people move out if they can no longer afford it. That, yeah. that is the downside of it, but at the yeah. same time, I'm all for somebody to go in and and uh, make the the neighborhood better. Essentially, well, you know who can do that, right? People used to do that. People on themselves used to. Do, they didn't need rich money, rich people to come into the neighborhoods to make their neighborhood better. No, they there was homeowners associations that could help out uh, I, be, I, I people hate in the HOAs, neighborhoods. But I know, I know. But the thing about HOAs is that it's a group of neighbors that want other houses to not lose value, to look good, to make the neighborhood look better. And on top of that, the money they're using goes into a savings to when, let's say, a water line breaks in their house. Something, the roof needs to get fixed or something. Whatever the HOA fucking, the rules or regulations or their their, their treasury, that the money they saved, where it goes to, you know, you could fix things. You know, let's say you're, you're paying $200 a month. And, you know, 10 years down the line, after owning your, buying your first home 10 years down the line, you need a new roof. HOA, well, okay, hey, you know, we'll pay for that. And, you know, and you continue to pay that. And and let's say your neighbor's roof goes bad and we'll, we're all, everyone together is literally putting money to a side. And each house is getting fixed. And it keeps the the number of, I mean, the, the, the price of the house very steady and, and, and doesn't devalue. 
Matter of fact, it makes more money. All the houses look good. There might be rules. Hey, no fences, no trees, or like a keep a green grass, keep it short, keep it cut. You wouldn't like HOAs because most of them don't allow older vehicles in the driveway. Not in the front yard, and if you had it in your garage, it wouldn't matter as long as it's in the garage. It wouldn't matter, but yeah. say for instance, your wife has a car, you have a car. What if you want to park those cars in the garage? We're known for hail once in a while. Yeah. I know damn well you try to race under a tree with your car. Yeah, once hail starts. Oh yeah. And so, what are you going to do when hail starts? And you and but here's you can't the, use here's the thing, Ben. I'm not gonna. I'm, I don't plan to live in an HOA, but I see what you're saying. And if I were to ever live in an HOA, I would make sure it did have a fucking two. The house I was buying had a two car garage. It might suck not having a fucking uh, a cool project, you know, sitting in my garage because I need it in case of hail. But in those circumstances, uh, you know, uh, those are one offs. You're gonna, have, you know, you're gonna, have to, you know, cut the fucking <laughs> the rotting leg off. You know what I mean? I mean, cut the rust off, grind it out. You there, know? There's pros and cons to it. The there biggest, is. The, I, I'm all for that's, but that, the neighborhoods like said, taking care of neighborhoods. That's but. an alternative to rich people moving in and, and gentrifying the the neighborhood. An HOA would be an alternate to it. The problem, I mean, to look at the problem, you have to look at the source. And what I believe the source of all that was drugs. Drugs, definitely. Uh, also single father homes, which is something we've talked about. Always. We always talk about. Um, so I think, I think those are the sources of the problems. Again, gangs are an issue. Mm-hmm. A lot of people that are in gangs came from single parent homes, specifically single mother homes. Yeah. And so what do gangs do? They they like to tag up their neighborhoods. Hey, this is my territory. That's your territory. This is their territory. So they mark up the whole entire fucking neighborhood. Who, who uh, Me, as a father, I don't want my kid to see all that. Uh, you know, I want them to see, hey, there's this nice house. There's this nice fence. There's this nice neighborhood. Yep. Um, you know, as much as, you know, I I just don't. There, there, there are certain things that we could leave in the past. Like, sure. fucking we grow up. And, you know, I came I came from neighborhoods. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I've never really sat there Westwood. And, and talked about the things I went through growing up. And, uh people I hooked up with, um, but it just, maybe I'm shielding my kids from that, but it just, I, you know, they don't need to see or experience what I've seen and and grew up with. Um, I want something better for them. I think everybody should want something better for their kids. Right. And I I think when, uh, and again, I I think people should, neighborhoods should take care of themselves, but does, but, when you grow up in a single parent home and there's gangs and there's drugs and there's prostitution, there's all this bad shit that goes on in neighborhoods. Yes. Let's get that shit out of the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. So when I think of gentrification, I think of getting those elements out of this neighborhood. Right. As a, a, like an entire city and the entire block or the build up this house, this poor, uh, this rat. So so in a way you're, you're, uh, because a lot, a lot of people who do live like that live in uh, poverty. What you're ex- you're saying, you know, most prostitutes in your own. I mean, unless you're like a fucking a rich ass European whore that moves to America and works for Jeffrey Epstein and shit and made a lot of money, and fucked a lot of rich people, whatever. Maybe those types of prostitutes are rich as hell and they probably don't live in the fucking slums. But if you got a crack whore who fucking is addicted to drugs. 
and needs to make 20 fucking dollars to go buy herself a little fucking bolsita and shit. I don't know what. Anyway, you got her, and that's part of that neighborhood. And, yeah, I can see you moving in different a different culture into it and pricing out the poverty where they have to fucking move out. But you know what they're doing? They're just going to a different neighborhood, and they're ruining that neighborhood. It's just it, – it, it's – it's a domino effect. If well, I mean, there's, there's no clear cut, uh, answer to anything. And, um, you know, they could go to this neighborhood or that neighborhood. Uh, it just, you know, it, it is what it is yeah. at the end of the day. Um, it's, but, but this isn't going to be our gentrification podcast. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's the things that I've heard about, you know, like the white flight, whatever, you know, a bunch of, um, poverty stricken people move into a, a suburb and then the white people fucking bounce out or whatever they call that shit, white flights and stuff. And then they turned uh, suburbs into ghettos and the barrios and then, you know, back. And then it's a cycle as well. And it, it turns into a good, nice neighborhood to, uh, you know, uh, a mediocre neighborhood into a fucking really bad neighborhood. And then the rich people move in and then turn it back into a good neighborhood. And then it eventually turns into, it's just a cycle. It's all fucking cycles. I mean, look at government. It's a cycle, too. I mean, look at Canada. Canada's four years behind the United States. Canada's next prime minister is probably going to be very similar to Donald Trump. You start looking into Canadians. They actually really like Donald Trump. They like him. They think that their prime minister's a fucking pussy. And he's pushing in even harsher socialistic fucking kind of bullshit into their society. Dude, all they want is free fucking health care. But... Why do you want to make, you know, food lines? Why do you want, you know, let us work? Okay, we're all going to pay a tax for, for medical assistance, for medical care. But you don't need to turn the whole fucking country into a socialist country. So Canadians are fighting back. They actually really like Trump. And I believe um, in the cycles, if you look into the cycles of, of time, uh, you'll you'll see that uh, Canada's actually four years behind the United States and their next president is going, because they're president today, or their prime minister, uh, he's very similar to Barack Obama. <laughs> and so uh, now you'll see that uh, the next president of theirs is going to be similar to Donald Trump. And if we get stuck with fucking Biden, um, you can see America uh, definitely heading down the, the path of hard times and uh, strong men will come out from this. This is the silver. The silver lining of this, Ben, is that a lot of strong men will come out of this. And uh, don't be scared. Don't be frightened about it. Just know that. Uh, I think there's a saying that hard times create strong. Creates, hard times create strong men, uh, and strong men create easy times, and easy times creates weak men. Yeah. No. So, no. Good time. Okay. So it's like this. Okay. Uh, so hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men, and and hard times create strong men. No. Something like that. I'm pretty sure it goes something like that. Hey, how you doing? Hello. Hey, how's it going? I'm pretty sure it goes something like that. Yeah, I'm going to look it up right now. Because uh, I looked into it one time, and, and it, it, if you look at that those those cycles, they make a lot of freaking sense, though, for reals. Like a lot of fucking sense that uh, uh, people make it easy. For, if, if, if people, taxpayers' money or whatever, taxes are higher, people are paying more into the system. And and they're eventually going to make it easier for you know uh, people to get on the system, and uh, so the good time like Ben they were saying that back in the sixties 
the uh, the home income was equivalent to one hundred six thousand dollars a month. That's good times to me. I actually found it off the direct quote. Oh, okay, go for it. <laughs> it says, uh, "Hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times creates weak men, and weak men create hard times." Oh, that's how it goes. Mm-hmm. Exactly, it's a cycle. It is a cycle. It's, it's a, a cycle that continues to go on. It's in, the circle of life. In eighty-year, in eighty-year uh, increments, or yeah, or in cycles, eighty-year cycles. So if you even look look at look at uh, your, if you want to get a good perspective, it just look at your own family, or look at, or I can look at my family, and uh, it's it's literally a cycle that continues to go on. I believe that. And, and I guess every individual has their own cycle. I think my dad had hard times, and he was a strong man. And then he came to America and worked his ass off and gave me a good life. And so maybe I just – maybe I'm the guy in the third third in line. <laughs> maybe I might make it hard for my son. I don't want to. But, you know, the way that the you know the world is going, the government's going, it, it makes it kind of difficult. No, and – Not difficult. It's still easy to make money, but – You know, I think the problem – generationally is you know between our great-grandparents our grandparents parents and us and our kids um the problem is that we always want to you know there's so many people that will sit there and say i want to give my kid everything i never had that's a problem you think that's a problem you want to give Give being the key word there. Yeah. I want to give my kid everything that they ever had. So what did that do? That created entitlement. Now these kids, multiple generations, they had this entitlement feeling. Everything was given to them so that we created our own problem. We want to give our kids everything we never had. Instead, I want my kid to earn anything. They or want. work for it. Earn is a big thing. Give is a big thing. Yeah. We have multiple generations, and I'm pretty sure you can vouch for me on this. And yeah. So anybody else in the, in the world listening to this, the problem is we said for multiple generations, and we did this. We did this to ourselves. We want to give our kids everything we never had. So multiple generations of kids being given and given and given and given, it created their sense of entitlement. Everything should be given to me instead of I should go out and earn it. I should give my kids old shitty toys from the fucking secondhand store. It's like this uh, craftsman <laughs> toolbox right here. That's shit I didn't want when I was a kid. G- give your kids this craftsman toolbox and take out the 10 millimeters <laughs> <laughs> so they can learn about hard times. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to start giving my kids everything they don't want. Yeah, it just it's, makes it, sense, though. I, I'm a sucker that I, I, tr- I give in to my kids a lot. I'm no, I'm no different. But at the same time, I, I do. There are days when I'm like, "No, you want something? You better fucking clean your room, or you better do this. You better do that." I want them to earn things. Yeah. Um. So I, I do try to give them what, a lot of things that they want, but at the same time, I also try to make them earn it. You want this? Go earn it. Do do these chores. Do this. Do that. Go out of your way to do something. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not just gonna always give this to you, and that that's the problem that we've done to ourselves for multiple generations is just give 
give and give to our children. Is it similar to like uh, foreign aid to poor countries when the United States is just giving them free, 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 and then the country kind of loses its own sovereignty? I mean, it, 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 giving anyone anything for too long creates an issue. Kind of a vacuum in a way, right? Because once you take away the free, 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 uh, they actually even start to, I mean, for a minute, they start to struggle their butts off and then creates hard times. Which creates... Strong men. Strong men. <laughs> yeah. But that, that quote you said is, is 100%. No, I agree. It, it just totally tells you the circle of life. You know, just this this is the cycle that we have been historically. Yeah. And uh, are we at that hard times point? We're getting there. We're yeah. getting there. Especially uh, if... if uh, if there is a Biden presidency, um, that would be a problem. That would definitely create even harder times than there is now. And there is a bubble that all dynasties do end up popping. Popping, yeah. Uh, like even the housing bubble's going to pop soon. Mm-hmm. That shit's kind of weird. But Freddie Mae and Freddie Mac, they actually created a bubble when they were giving home loans to people who couldn't afford these homes. And the thing is that they knew they couldn't afford these loans, and they still gave them to them, and, started, and they... They gave them to him with the hopes that they would fucking. That was the the housing bubble of, that popped in two thousand eight, correct? Yeah, two thousand eight. That's the same time my dad's fucking life was ruined in two thousand eight. That economy fucking blowing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was a lot of suicides that happened that year. Yeah. They just people lost everything. This is going to be something that we'll always remember as a coronavirus, and not because of how horrendous this virus was, but because what the governments did to the people and how much. Freedom, we are letting them actively take from us. And just look at Colorado. Look at Denver. Look at Colorado. We got this stupid ass fucking polis in office. And what does he do? He tells you you can't have Thanksgiving dinner with your family. Exactly. And there's I I, I haven't haven't uh, verified this, but I'm hearing of patrol cars that are scheduled to go out and look at neighborhoods that have extra cars and parked in front of homes. Oh my god, they're going to stop at every every Mexican house or every like gearhead who has got a shit not, ton of cars parked in front of his house. It's not even a race <laughs> a race thing. It's not it, they're going to look at any anyone's neighborhood and be like there's 10 cars in front of that house. Let's go knock on doors. 3 4 5 6 We have 7 cars in my house. We should just park them all in there and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> You know, um, just like I said, I haven't substantiated that yet. It just, it's just something that I heard that they're going to do. Will it happen? We'll see. But at the same time, this could be the last Thanksgiving that people have with, you know, certain loved ones. Yeah. Um, you know, look, look at your family, look at your older generations, uh, or as Native Americans say, our elders, we never know how much longer we're going to be with our elders. And so for a lot of people, this could be the last time, last Thanksgiving you get with your elder. Yeah. And um, for the government to step in and say, you can't be with them, mm-hmm. it, it's it's a violation of our rights, I believe. Yeah. And everything that the government has done this year has been a violation of our freedoms and rights. No one should tell you to wear a mask. No, it should be your choice. That's that's symbolic as hell as that mask. It's basically telling you to shut the fuck up. It, it is. Like I said, I am. I'm not anti-mask in the sense that no. If you want to wear it, wear it. But the government shouldn't tell me I have to wear it. I don't like wearing it. I have asthma, and it's hard enough to breathe on my own. 
I tell me, I got sleep apnea and I'm fat. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you know, it just, and, and there's doctors that are on both sides of it. Doctors say it saves lives. Doctors say, no, it doesn't do anything for you. Uh, you know, so it just, to even get a true answer, there's really not one out there. But I can tell you this, scientifically speaking again, that masks do not stop the spread of any kind of virus. Yeah. They don't slow or do anything. And there, there's a, uh, uh, a saying going around on social media that I think is true to the point. And the, what the saying is, it's, it's turned into a meme at this point. It says, if masks work, why social distance? If social distancing works, why wear a mask? And if mask and social distancing works, why shut the government down? Why shut down small business? Or Ben, or check this out. Um, if social distancing and wearing masks actually worked, then why are we at square one? And if lockdowns did not work, why are we shutting down businesses again? You know, you know it sucks because people want to say, well, if people wore masks, maybe this wouldn't have happened. Dude, every time I go to a store, every store requires it at this point. Yeah, Everyone wears a mask at this point. Mm-hmm. Granted, there's some some type like me. I don't I don't wear one at work. I wear one when I'm yawning in, in my truck because I don't want the camera to see me yawning. Cause did you hear about that? Those cameras? <laughs> that's going to start talking to you. Yeah. Week. Hey, wake the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. That's a whole other topic we could get into, but I just, uh, um, masks don't work. Um, they don't slow or stop the spread of anything. They simply do not. That is a lie created by the government to, they're trying, they're pushing buttons to see how many buttons they have to push to see how much control they can get over you. There, This is this is the power grab, this bro. This is all con- control. It's all a matter of government control. How much can the government control you? None of this shit's happening in these bro, fucking red states. This shit is so crazy. And I had this conspiracy back in the day that this coronavirus was literally here to kill everyone off born in the t- 30s. Can I be straight up with you? <laughs> Like I that had would the cons- kill us off essentially. No, in the thirty nineteen thirties. Oh, I thought you said our thirties. Like we're in our thirties. I had a conspiracy theorist theory that this coronavirus was only here to affect old elderly people and uh, kill people born, you know, bef- uh, in the before or in the nineteen thirties. Um, because if this was a you know like they said the cycle times and it works in eighty year increments. Usually, you know, we already went through the whole cycle with you and and the cycles of time. But if we kill off the old people, then there's no one to remember how things were 80 years ago. That's why we can continue to make the same foolish mistakes over and over and over and over again. I mean, think about this. Nobody remembers the shit that Franklin Franklin Delano Roosevelt, all that socialistic bullshit he threw, threw, radical bullshit he threw into the United States. No one remembers uh lyndon baines johnson how racist he was a democrat they don't know how they don't remember how racist he was people are forgetting when you and i are in our in our 70s are you ever going to remember obama you're gonna almost forget how Obama. that was so long ago you know but you're gonna you're gonna have a, a a a your own opinion about him and you probably won't ever tell anyone. You, you probably won't tell your kids. But everyone had their opinions about these old presents. And, and that's what I just thought, hey, you know, uh, the coronavirus is here. I, I, I personally, my own personal opinion, I thought it was just here to kill old ass people. 
they made it to kill old people so that they could forget the past and they couldn't bring up the past of what had happened back in the days so that that's why the cycle continues the cycle the, the cycle of democracy you can say because to me i you know democracy is i like democracy is not permanent it's 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 a continuing transitioning um state of government you know so you're if you had a republic you use the democracy as the vessel to get you to places like socialism communism oligarchy uh dictatorship you know uh, and ultimately into a king you know they were saying what's the best government what's the best type of government oh having a good king but the only thing with that is that he's killed and he's usually you know um backed up by his son who's a bad king you know or something like that i don't know most people liked kings. I mean, you could even see that in the Bible. People wanted kings. People always wanted. I don't know why. Why do we always push ourselves to that point, Ben? Because we're stupid. <laughs> like, why do people always push themselves to having a dictator or a king or, or some one ruler? Because with freedoms um, comes arguments. And when there's one rule of law, you know, everyone pretty much has to agree to it versus idealism. When a person has ideas, they can't really go anywhere under a dictator. It, no one else's ideas matter. It's just what the dictator wants. Yeah. I don't know. That just off the top of my head. That'd be my answer. I saw this ridiculous as picture, a uh, video of a guy in Cuba and, uh, he's like, I'm a Leninist. I'm a Marxist. I'm a communist. And the dude was like, 80 or something years old he was skin and bones i said man there's some fat 80 year olds in america you know that lived a pretty damn good life in the good republic and you know you look at that guy he's just living in this little crappy house and he was so proud of it <laughs> he was so proud of it i mean <clears throat> it, at that point you know when they they say you know i have a brother who says man you're so naive you're so brainwashed you're so brainwashed the news has got you brainwashed i was like dude i don't even read the fucking i mean i don't watch the news that much i fucking read books I read freaking books and I get my knowledge from that. Like they couldn't believe. They're the ones that actually watch the media. The ones that call us that. Yeah. They're the ones that sit there and watch the media. Like they couldn't believe the stories I was telling them about uh, Abraham Lincoln. They couldn't believe the stories about what I was telling them uh, um, about racism and how racism was amplified around the time of Lincoln because of the fact that yes, people did believe that white people were superior and, uh, and black people were inferior uh, and what even made it worse was when Dar Charles Darwin came up with his uh, Darwinian evolution, and uh, I think his book was called uh, "The Origins of of the Origins of Species." Mm -hmm. Darwinian evolution created racism, what it is today, and we still teach it in schools, mm -hmm. where you know they say black people are uh, are closer related to apes. If you think about it, you know how crazy that sounds. I never believed I. You know, I I, <laughs> I was reading this this book and it, um, it was saying that Abraham Lincoln knew and had heard of Darwin. He knew and he heard of him. They actually never met. They were around the, around the same time. He knew who he was. He never met him. And Darwin, of course, he knew who the president of the United States was, but he never met him. Did he look at his book? Yeah, he looked at his book. Darwin actually thought Abraham Lincoln was an idiot. Because he was, he started, you know, hanging out with abolitionists and people, and you know, stuff like that. But uh, Abraham Lincoln, he knew who Darwin was. 
He didn't actually, he read, I think he may have read his book, but I think that's when he, when I think when in the book that, you know, I was reading saying that Abraham Lincoln did read the book of origins of species. That is what literally said. There is no difference between a black man and a white man. He even has a speech about it. And I think he read that fucking book and he's like, oh man, this is what science, pseudoscience is teaching. Holy crap. And so he went back and he, he came up with this speech about uh, there's no difference between a black man and, and, and a white man. You know, we all have, we're all inherently from, uh, created from God and we all have our human rights. Because he said, um, if slavery is right, no, if slavery is not bad, then nothing is bad. I think that was one of his quotes. He said, if slavery is not bad, then nothing is bad. So when uh, he said that, I, that's when you can actually see for the very first time in a book of a U.S. president, you can actually see the 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 I am going to use the word evolution, the word the the evolution of the man's brain right before your eyes. How he went from a white supremacist state, literally changing through like he could see how his writings changed, people who wrote about him changed until he got to a point when he was full blown out abolitionist, which is good. You know the abolition of the slavery, but. It literally, you can see it right before your eyes, and then that's when, you know, remember when Biden even freaking said that Abraham Lincoln was racist on TV? That shit was crazy. <laughs> yeah, but I don't, I don't think he meant it. He didn't it meant it, way. but he messed it up. But people actually did look at that, and they said they actually went and started studying about it. That's what actually got me to study it, because somebody did say, hey, Abraham Lincoln was a slaver, a, uh, a racist. Made me go look into it, and he really was a sla- He really was racist at his, in, in some point in life. He really mm-hmm. was. But you could actually see him, you know, change. He actually lost that uh, thought, uh, that mindset, mm-hmm. which is great. And that's what—that's the thing about hum, uh, human humans today is um, we don't have to necessarily believe in one thing and one thing for the rest of our lives, especially with something like slavery or being a racist. I mean, people can change. We even talked about it one time with erasing hate. People change. No, I agree. Um People change all the time, yeah. Especially one one of the other podcasts we had talked about was um, was uh, white supremacy and a lot of times what people go through when they start having kids, um, they don't want those kids to grow up with their same hate or the same intolerance that they grew up with. So what do they do? They change themselves. They start tattooing over their swastikas and white pride tattoos and. They start teaching their kids to be better, to not hate. So they go through the change within them. Um, you know, they, they were born and raised with all this hate in their heart, but as they get older and they realize that, hey, this isn't this isn't what we I want my kids to experience, so let's change that. And they go through, and a lot of them, like I said, they tattoo over um, their hate, essentially. Yeah. People can change. It, it sometimes it's a little bit easier than other times, but people can change. But can America as a whole change? I think it has. I know. I'm Colorado. Like I said, with the legalization of marijuana, Colorado changed. Like they say, it, one it one bad decision in life could change your could could redirect your life in a way different, you know, direction. You know, like one bad or good decision can change your life forever. Yeah, 
And I think that's what that's what I think marijuana did to Colorado. People probably won't admit it because they want to be, you know, liberal. They want to have that. They want to have that mindset. Oh, well, you're free to do whatever you want. Yeah, I know you're free to do whatever you want. But when you when you're free to do whatever you want, and it's something negative that you think is positive, but for everybody else, you know, I don't think more than I don't even think half the people in Colorado even smoke marijuana. I think it's probably about one third of the people in Colorado probably smoke. A lot of people probably voted for it on that promise of where the tax dollars were supposed to go. To. Yes. I think they were fooled. We were. Because, again, we still have broken schools. We still have broken roads. Where is this money going? Yeah. No, yeah, you're yeah. right. You're 100% right. And I think it was... I, I we, think, we, it was I think even we were promised... Um, st- uh, not stimulus checks, but like kickbacks yeah. uh you know kickbacks to city to uh, well, you know the communities the, you know and just we're not getting nothing we didn't get nothing we got legal pot that, that was it that, you know we we said okay we'll legalize pot but you guys need to fix these roads you guys need to um put more money into schools they haven't done nothing if there was a kickback look at that fucking right there on alameda federal diego fellas here Whatever that, that pot shop is, looks all nice and shit. Yeah, that one corner looks nice. The Walgreens across the street is okay. The first bank is okay, but there's this little shitty, the bungalow liquor store looks like crap. And you know who hangs around that that, that intersection? Nothing but fucking drunk bum Indians. Dude, on my way over here, like I crossed Alameda and Federal, and I was on Alameda right there, and there's homeless people just sleeping on the sidewalk. Yeah. Um, that was... Just before Morrison, I would say a couple blocks before Morrison. Was that the fuck? Was that the fucking kickback? I guess. Was, was the kickback? We're gonna bring homeless here. Tent cities. Tent cities. And it's funny because then they try to kick out the tent cities, and it's just, you know, there were so many in Five Points. I do a lot of my routes, uh, not a lot of my routes, but uh, I go to Five Points every other week, essentially. So it's like I saw this homeless camp. Oh, it just moved over here. Now, now it moved over here. Now it's over here. Now it's so I just all all they do, keep doing is moving them. You know, it's kind of like, like what you were saying with, but that's not gentrification. That's just a different element of it. But it just they just keep moving them. It's, yeah. all, it's all essentially that they're doing. Oh yeah, and they created uh, safe spaces for injection sites. Wow, really? Is that is that is that where that tax money went? Safe injection sites. Uh, the the uh, the uh, hypodermic needle exchange as well. Yeah, like, you know, last like you I heard, give you give them fucking ten fucking dirty needles. They give you ten ten back. You know, have you seen? Have you heard about that? What do you think I'm talking about? Oh, okay, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. I thought you were talking about the safe injection or safe. Uh, they created safe injection sites where they can provide a clean needle for heroin addicts to shoot up safely. Wow. Last I heard, there's nothing safe about injecting drugs into your body. What is safe about that? <laughs> Why are tax dollars going to fund this? Okay, well, what about Oregon that just passed uh, the law? Oregon's fucking stupid. Where, you could do smoke crack on the street, but you can't pump your own gas. Here's the thing: <laughs> legalizing legalizing every drug only works if it's the entire country. Okay, so so libertarians actually believe that there shouldn't be an you know uh, a laws against people what they want to do, you know, freedom to do anything you want. As long as it does not affect anybody else. If you're doing drugs, you're getting all high on speed and shit, and then you're going out there and, and, and robbing tons of fucking people, of course, that's horrible. 
they're they're gonna they're gonna do something about it maybe or maybe not but in oregon or let's say one of those states out there in portland whatever let's say a bunch of a group of guys go there and, and get met the fuck out where they get on that flack of shit like let's say a group of them and then they go start going attacking people you know th- this is going to be something big over there you that know, they're going to have to that might be one of the first things they they reverse you know and it's crazy there's there's an evolution of drugs as well there's like stuff that say when i was a teenager really wasn't around that much versus stuff as an adult now i'm 34 years old there's stuff around now that really uh wasn't around back then what's that big one uh there's a epidemic on it they call fentanyl 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 really wasn't a thing back in the day but it is now and these drugs um they they there's not enough science to really sit there and say what they do to you but it's nothing good that they do to you um drugs suck you know and i can say that as you know you know my history yeah i i don't really want to go into that but it just um it really hits home with me um because my brother who who took his own life um i think he took some bad drugs is really what fentanyl probably um that was in his system oh it it was i sent you the fucking yeah the the thing uh the 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 toxicology toxicology report and um it had so many fucking drugs on there and I and I don't, he wasn't an addict, but I think he liked to party once in a while, and I think he took some coke, and it was bad coke. It had fentanyl. It had fucking uh, Molly. It had fucking all these different. How the fuck did it have Molly in it? Molly's its own own pill. Is it? <laughs> it, it's basically pure ecstasy, but they mixed that in with whatever. He wasn't into fucking ecstasy or anything like that. I I mean I, honestly I. I didn't think he was ever going to be into coke, but it was in his system. But so were so many other things. And my belief is that he didn't sit there and take all these around. He didn't sit there and fucking take coke and then take fentanyl and then take Molly and take this and take that. Unless he was I, down. I, I, don't, I don't remember all the, <laughs> all the stuff that was in his system, but I don't think he sat there and took all this shit individually. Yeah. I think he had and, and they went through his phone and they saw that he, he scored some coke. So that's why I keep going back to Coke. Yeah. All this stuff was laced into his into wow. the Coke and it fucking caused him more or less a bad trip is what I'm assuming. And um he ended up putting a gun to his head. And uh he lost the he lost the fear of even doing it. I don't know. You know, it's just it, it sucks even you know it, it sucks uh trying to open up about it because you never know all the facts. You, like I said, everything I'm saying right now is an assumption based on experience, the toxicology report, and feelings. What I feel happened. Um, these drugs are, you know, pretty powerful nowadays. Like I said, back in the day, fentanyl wasn't a thing. Molly was really a thing. Either. Molly was a party drug in, in it Vegas. Was. It was. Um, it wasn't really that broad, broadly used. Yeah. Um, but uh, with with the evolution of drugs, it's, you know, people start creating um, like huffing air air paint cans. That wasn't a thing back in the day, but people started saying, hey, "I got a cousin that, who that, huffed one time. That, and she ended up in the hospital for a couple of days." 
my my wife she works i won't say out what store but if you know you know me you know where she works but it, it she, rhymes she, with ball cart <laughs> <laughs> um but in her where her store was she had found uh um a man and it was in the dead of winter foot of snow on the ground went this guy was in his car butt naked windows down dead no and uh of course they called the cops and the cops went there and nothing but fucking paint cans all over the floor wow spray paint cans he, he was huffing completely naked dead winter foot of snow on the ground bro <laughs> and uh that's that was his demise no shit yeah you know, i thought huffing was a high school thing I don't know how old this guy was. I do know I mean, that in like been in his twenties. I do know that in like in Brazil, in, in like you know in Mexico or whatever, in, in, in third world countries and in, in Latin American countries, they do huff paint, and they put them in a. They what they do is they just kind of sprinkle a little bit of paint inside of a brown paper bag and just huff it a couple times. There's people that will lick toads to get a high. Yeah, that the that's that's a thing too as well to get mm-hmm. you know that uh. A little trip going on, and it's a little, little poisonous people, dart or whatever. There's people that eat Far, certain frog. plants, not more than just mushrooms. Like people eat certain fucking leaves or plants and get some kind of high from them. Yeah, like some peyote. Um, I don't know what. Um, not peyote. What about some mushrooms? What about them? They're about. Didn't they just allow mushroom consumption here in Colorado? They decriminalized it, meaning they're still illegal, but they're not really going to act on it. Oh, okay. Hmm. Which some people could say there's some medicinal qualities to them. Psilocybin. It, it, it's it's supposed to help people with PTSD, PTSD depression. Um, I'm not sold on that. I'm not, but it's one of those things where the science is still new and, yeah. and emerging in that area. Unlike weed, weed has been around for fucking years and years, hundreds of years. <sighs> there's enough science to sit there and say there's medicinal qualities. To help with A, B, and C. Now with mushrooms, yes, those have been around, but they didn't really start studying them. So the science on mushrooms is still, to me, it's still kind of out. There's not enough information to really verify that, but we did decriminalize it. There's a whole conspiracy saying that uh, Jesus and the 12 apostles were just a bunch of shroomers. That's the first time I'm hearing of it. <laughs> I, you're the first person, like you're the first person that really brought conspiracies into my life. Like I don't, I never, I, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I got into conspiracies uh, not at a really young age at all either. Um, it was, it was around the time I got out of the Marines, maybe I think, or yeah, right after the Marines. My brother, who's a diehard Democrat, uh, liberal Democrat. He got me to watch a movie called um, The War on Democracy. And the entire video was propaganda, uh, socialist propaganda from Hugo Cesar Chavez, uh, Fidel Castro, Evo Morales. The guy, he was one of the first uh, Native, Native Indians of Bolivia to become their president. Finds out he, he was a criminal. Um, you had uh, presidents around Latin America who were falling for socialism. Um, and this video, uh, I think it was done by some, by one of the documentary guys from like BBC, the, the British, uh, what is it called? 
British Broadcasting. Oh, the BBC British Broadcasting Channel, whatever. So it was someone from them, and they made the video, and they literally like made socialism look like awesome, right? And so my brother showed me this thing, and so this video, and he's so hooked on it. I've even talked about certain things on the video, like the coup d'etats that happened in 1954 in Guatemala, the coups in, that happened all across Latin America. There was millions of coups. Guess who were doing those coups? The Democrats in the United States were running and funding the coups that were taking apart uh, Demo- uh, republicly elected, you know, sovereign nations in Central and South in America and even Mexico and the Caribbean. There's reports that... Um from Venezuela, there was votes coming from Venezuela into the United States election. Right, because of the Dominion thing. Dominion and... Um, Dominion is, for those that don't know, is the software program that runs the voting machines that count the votes. Right. Also owned by Nancy Pelosi's husband. Nuh-uh. Yes. Is that why fucking uh, Cindy Perry... What's her name? S- Sadie? I mean, the, the Trump's lawyer? Something Perry? She, well, she was almost crying on TV when she was coming out with it. Like Nancy she, Pelosi's husband owns Dominion. They already got their first Democrat, by the way. You know that. Uh, the Cincinnati City Councilman, he's already the first to go down with, with actually selling votes to Biden. <clears throat> it's going to go down. It's going to be a fucking crazy thing. That can, well, But anyway, back to that video. That, that propaganda fucking socialist shit made socialism look cool. Made communism look awesome. Made it look great. And guess what? Guess what got me away from that? Like, it was just some mind, a mental fuck. It was like a rabbit. It was a brown bunny. Brown, you ever seen that movie, Brown Bunny? It was a brown bunny fucking uh, conspiracy. You know the chick from fucking, uh, the chick from the movie Kids? I think it was the girl who got banged at the very end. Remember? I haven't seen that By movie Telly? since I was a kid. <laughs> I, don't. I think she is on it. She actually gives a real blowjob on a movie. It's fucking uh, in, insane. Anyway, freaking... Um, it's a brown bunny conspiracy. You know, I, it literally took me to go through some real shit, like some real shit, like realize and, and see socialism and, and watch videos and study it. And actually me to start even kind of believing in it. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, this is great. This is great. Dude, I was 20 fucking four and I was starting to get all liberal. My brother got me into it and I was like, oh my God, this is awesome. Guess what got me out of it? I started researching Ron Paul. Out of nowhere, out of nowhere, and I followed Ron Paul from from uh, 2009, and I wrote him in every year. You know, I wrote him in, actually 2008. At the end of 2008, I wrote his ass. I wrote him in because remember, Ron Paul was going uh, against uh, uh, Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney and Ron Paul were the the two you know front runners for the GOP and the Republican Party. Dude, I fucking can't stand bitch-ass fucking Romney. Now everyone sees why Romney is a fucking rhino. He's a little biatch. He's He's Mormon. (laughs) He's not even... The Mormons don't even like him anymore. (laughs) He's a rhino. He's he's a traitor. And you know what? That's where you start thinking, man, maybe Ron Paul would have been the best thing for this country. It would have reset this country. But that's when I started researching Ron Paul and the Libertarian Party. And, uh, And that's when I started realizing, dude... Communism and socialism is 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 all fake. It's all some fucking make believe, you know, um, make believe fucking story that everything's gonna be kumbaya for and things are gonna be so amazing and great. We can just 
create money out of thin air and, and wealth out of thin air and distribute it between, uh, you know, everybody. Dude, if everyone's getting fucking free shoe, who the fuck wants to work? Exactly. Like 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 we've said on a, a few podcasts now, how does liberty die? With thunderous applause. Yeah. And that's basically the rise of dictatorship with communism, socialism. People get these great promises of free this and free that. The promise of free is what socialism is. But when you start breaking down socialism and you realize this is only taxpayer funded, why does anybody want to work to fund this? It all ends when the treasury is empty. Mm-hmm. It all ends when everything was so free, 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 that eventually it's over. There's nothing to give out to people. People ain't working. Uh, the taxes ain't coming out no more. You know, taxes just – Colorado – just fucked up when they they passed the bill for uh for you know maternity maternity paid maternity leave paid you know emergency leave whatever i voted against it i voted against it as well because i knew deep down in that fucking bill there was evil of hiring fucking taxes on everybody and dude that is the single most worst fucking bill signed other than the other one that they signed for the killing late term abortions, that's horrible, man. Did that even pass? Mm-hmm. Oh my god, dude, that passed. That's horrible. That's the worst one. Have Have we talked about the other one that passed? No, we haven't. We haven't really gone over these yet. Okay. Okay. So let let me finish this one, <laughs> dude. We had just signed into law the the leave paid leave, right? Mm-hmm. Dude, we are going to pay taxes on that. Yeah, we're gonna not. We're, the, and get this, people want to talk about government and corporations. They're the ones that are going to be paying this. Well, guess what? You're what's called a, cons- a consumer. Do you really think a corporation is going to pay this? Yeah, they're going to pay it, but they're going to find a way around it to where they raise prices of goods. So what used to cost a dollar yesterday is now going to cost $3 tomorrow. So... With raised taxes, corporations find ways around that. Yes, physically they have to pay it, but at the back end of it, your price for goods that they sell yeah. is going to go up. Mm-hmm. Ben, let me take a quick break. I got to take a whiz. All well, right. Well, you take a whiz. I could keep talking. All right. Sorry. Continue. Well, I'll just talk to myself. All right. And make sure you close those doors. I don't want a dog bite my ass. Dude, that... I, I just talked to my girl the other day. I was like, babe, we need to get uh, Beware of Dog and smi- uh, Smile You're on Camera fucking signs all around this house because there's like fucking weird ass people been coming around. You know, my homie Jordan, he just, he was parked behind the behind the house for a little bit and I was watching the cameras when he left. Some other fucking weird ass dude came parked right in the same ass spot. I was like, man, it's so easy to just come back here and hide. You know, you could be doing some crazy ass shit. Jordan, you know, he he just drove by just to wake my ass up, but I didn't even wake up. You know, he, he wanted me to come out and give him a beer out of the fridge because his fridge always has some beer in it. And dude, I <laughs> he came by for a beer. <laughs> he came by for a beer and a smoke, to be honest with you. But I just didn't wake up, so he just ended up leaving. But another car came back around, and this fool was there for hours. They used to have cops that used to actually have to come out here because they would be doing all sorts of weird shit back here. But anyway, take a really quick piss. I'll be right back. You continue on. Yeah, so one of the things I wanted to give you guys a heads up about is one of the bills that passed was um, 
a bill and i don't remember what amendment it was for or what amendment it was i should say but essentially you know there's the popular vote and the electoral college vote um the electoral college are the ones that decide the presidency the popular vote um just means the number of people that voted for this person so which which if anybody wants me to break it down i can break it down to you like this the popular vote is the people but the electoral college is the state so say for instance yes there's a majority of people that are in these states but the majority of the states that that's kind of the difference so say for instance uh, this is my example that i use california and new york and we can even throw texas in there between those three states those states can decide the future elections they can decide who is the president essentially now take texas out of it or take texas to the right and the other uh, california and new york to the left between california and new york they are blue those two states essentially could because uh, they're so populated they could decide the fate of the country if there was a popular vote that is so is that really fair for two states to control the fate of 48 other states to me that's not fair so 48 other states could be red and two states could be blue california and new york it is not fair for those two states to control 48 other states that's why the electoral college was created to give smaller states and rural areas a voice that's why the electoral college was created to give voice to uh these smaller areas like people so, in like wyoming yeah essentially yeah exactly so what we voted for in in colorado is to automatically give our electoral college votes to whoever has the popular vote so that means colorado is blue but let's flip the script and say colorado was red so as a red state now all our electoral college votes go to whoever who has the popular vote which would be a blue guy so it doesn't matter that we're a red state it goes to the blue guy and vice versa if being a blue state say the red guy gets the popular vote even though we're a blue state all our votes go to the red guy yeah Is, even even if uh, like colorado voted to be voiceless voiceless we, yeah we made ourselves lose our voice now automatically it doesn't matter what side of the aisle you sit on automatically our electoral college votes go to the one guy it doesn't matter if he's blue or red it doesn't matter if we are blue or red it goes to this one guy automatically hands down we have no voice in colorado we took away our own voice and it pisses me the fuck off that pisses me off the the abortion bill that they passed pisses me off colorado in general just sucks now it, it it's it's gonna get i think with all these things it's gonna get even worse um colorado's gonna turn basically like if you talk to any coloradan right now just if you come here or you know or you already live here and you know you know you know other people around here uh you just talk to them ask them this 
What do you think of call? What do you think of people from California? What are they, what are they going to say? Oh, they're they're coming here in the million, the thousands, hundreds of thousands. They're driving up the prices on houses. Um, they're 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 gentrifying neighborhoods that were you know um, historic. Uh, meant they were they were history of Colorado and history of Denver, whatever. I mean, they're 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 driving in homelessness here. You know, you you get a lot of those types of comments. You know that that's what I'm that's what I've heard. You know, I've I've told people that I was born in California, and then they're like, "What the fuck?" You know, you're you're different. You don't you don't seem like you're there. I was like, "No," because I'm actually I was I was raised in Utah, and so I have a lot. I'm very conservative, if anything. But I'm I didn't come here and get on the system, and I didn't come here to smoke weed. I came here uh, for my girl, and I, I've had a job ever since, and I've paid my taxes. A lot of people who came here for marijuana. The Colorado for marijuana came here, they got priced out and then they ended up on the streets or got hooked on something fucking crazier. That's what you're getting with these bills. You're going to fucking get some woman out there who is going to be on maternity leave for fucking six months or how many, how many months is it? Is it, is it a couple I don't months? remember exactly how many months, but essentially the government is going to come and tell all these businesses how to operate, which right. I'm not for, I'm not for government interference in our lives. Right. If you have 16 empl- more than six, uh, this is what I heard, I read on it. Uh, 16 employees, you'll, you'll be, you'll, you'll be, you're going to have that, that, that thing you're going to have, uh, to, to abide by their laws. If you have more than 16 employees, you're going to have to be able to pay like maternity leave, uh, paternity leave, uh, any kind of leave. Right. Even I mean, though, even I mean, though you're, it sounds good. Yeah. And, and, uh, theory, but again, they have to pay for a person not working there. I think it's a benefit that could be available if they choose to offer that. Great. But again, government telling them that they have to offer this, offer this. Now, guess what? Now they're going to raise the prices on other on, on the, the goods that they sell. They're going to lower the wages of the employees they have. They're going to lower their standards. All to make up for taxes. Is, yeah, that's all. And what guess it comes what? Down to. Guess oh, well. Back to what I was about, back to what I was saying. You talk to these Coloradans and you ask them about Californians. Oh, dude, we don't want a California. This place is full. This place is full, dude. You're literally, you guys are literally voting in laws that are in California today. California and people, women in California can have maternity leave up to six months. And I know the upbringing and, and, and the nurturing of a baby is important. It really is. It's very important. Uh, but six months of pay. I mean, you can have an employee that's been there for three weeks, gets knocked up nine months later, has a baby, and they haven't even invested into that company at all. I mean, you're getting things like it's preposterous. I mean, even raising, um, raising the minimum wages. People are, the entry level job is going to disappear. People don't understand this. Jobs are hard to fucking come by in California. And especially if you have no fucking um, experience. experience. Yeah. That's why kids are flooding to colleges because they're trying to get knowledge. They're trying to get these jobs. But Flood, you know, Flooding to college, getting themselves in $500,000 yeah, worth of debt. You're not going to fu- You're not gonna get a, a job here in Colorado if you, if you went and studied fucking four years of black lesbian fucking black lesbian weave basking you're not gonna fucking get uh, black woman gay lesbian woman uh history weave uh you know weaving basket fucking <laughs> fucking uh education you're not gonna fucking get anything here for that 
They want workers. They want experienced people. Dude, the minimum wage job was paid for low skill people, and it was for them to fi- to, to to find their skill, the minimum, to hone a skill. The minimum wage was for entry level jobs, meaning that it's meant for teenagers looking to make a few extra bucks during the summer, or people straight out of high school to kind of get their foot in the door. It was not meant for a wife and a husband to raise a family of four. Or, or even a family of two or three. Or even a family of, you know, just one kid. This ain't the early 90s when you can uh, you can have a, uh, you know, uh, eight people in the family and, and the dad could work off 1250 and, and make it happen. It's, this it's is not, not the 90s. This is not home alone where one guy could have a one... One income, he's the only one working. Fucking Macaulay Culkin, Kevin McAllister, <laughs> where one guy could afford this fucking huge ass mansion and take a family of fucking 15 to fucking Paris all on his dime. This is not that kind of generation. No, it's that not. That shit does not happen. You have to have a skill. And um, this book I was reading, it's actually the one, the, the book I've been, you know. I'm referencing to more if anything because of the fact that it, it, it speaks so much truth and you get you get these western male chauvinists who are trying to bring that back and they're they're marked as racist white supremacists which is not true they're you know uh for for example the proud boys you know so um what i'm trying to say is that you know men are getting weak now because because skills are no longer on the table no more it's knowledge dude okay or not knowledge but um what's the word What's the word I'm trying to say, Ben? Intellectualism. Okay? It's it's a different there's a difference between intellectualism and skills. Working skills, real working skills. My skills, personally, my skills are, are pretty good. You know, I, I've been told I'm a jack of all trades and an expert of none. And that's great for me because I know a lot of different skills. Welding, mechanics, I know electrician, electrical work, I know stuff like that. And that's great for me. But how many of these kids are losing those skills or those types of courses in in schools. I mean, you got the I mean, technology they, they, schools. They are, took away wood shop. They took away metal shop. They took away home ec. They took away all these trade type studies that used to be in school. They don't have any of that. They need to bring those back. They need to bring a finance class back, or even for the first time. I don't know. I've never had finance. But what about they need in, to what teach about in, that. what about in high school? Did you ever have to carry a baby around in high school? Uh, flour. I, I had to carry a, uh, sack, a, a sack, sack of flour. flour. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, we in, in, in but high they school, don't do that no more. In high school, I had to carry around a baby for like two fucking weeks. I stick his ass in my fucking locker. Motherfucker would cry all the time. Made me fucking wait until I was of age and, and responsible enough for me to take care of another life. I mean, you don't get that shit no more. I mean, morality has dropped across the United States, and people are are are, are ignoring it. Um, they're ignoring spiritualism. They're ignoring the man role, gender roles. Dude, gender roles are very important. Very in fucking, very important. Like, like we said, we you get that yin and yang from a mother and a father. Yes, you do. You get these certain traits from your mother. You get these certain traits from a father. That's why uh, even if the parents are together, it's still co-parenting. Just, uh, it's still important for you to co- co-parent. No, yeah, you're right. Co-parenting is is a is a big thing, dude. Yeah. It takes it. I mean, honestly, you okay? So on this book, I was reading, I've been reading, uh, gender roles. Even homosexuals have fucking in a form of gender roles. 
because one of them is, has to be a little bit more feminine than the other. <laughs> one's the bitch, one's not. <laughs> yeah, even one's in the bitch, that, one's the bitch. <laughs> you, yeah, even in that, you get that those gender roles in, in a way. You get that. I mean, and you're losing them. Uh, it, uh, what what creates? Okay, so what was what was that saying you said again? Um, sh- uh, hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. Weak men create hard times. Exactly. Okay, what we have to look back into that. What creates those situations? Well, uh, in hard times, um, let's say the people of of around the era of the World War World War Two, dude. How about storming the beaches in Normandy? You had 16, 15, 17 year old kids who who lied on their enlistment papers and said that they were eighteen years old. They went in there and they fucking stormed those beaches. And these people were getting these kids. They were in the military. They were getting killed. They were getting blown the fuck up. They were dying for this country. And when they were dying for this country, these kids didn't just stop and fucking run back to the ships or back to the fucking ocean. They kept continue to go and go and go and go. They were brand new fucking warriors, brand new soldiers, brand new Marines. They were fighting already veteran Nazis who had already had World War One. Those guys had already been in a war before. Not Hitler, not, te- not technically the fucking Nazis, but they had already been to war. You're getting a bunch of fresh meat fighting veterans, guys who've already been at war. And guess what? We didn't stop. And you know what? What came after that was was these strong fucking men. Once we won that war, strong men. And they created the boomers. They called them the boomers in the 60s, all the kids that were being born. The boomers had the one of the greatest lives ever. Some of the greatest lives were the inc the the the, the middle income was around one hundred six thousand mm-hmm. dollars a year for for the income for a family. The boomers created you know good times create weak men, dude. The people like I'm, my mom's a boomer. She was born in the sixties, and so um, I'm not going to say that my parents created weak children, but my family we're not the strongest people out there. We're I'm going to say probably it shouldn't be individualized. It, it should it it's shouldn't majoritized. be majoritized. Majoritized, yeah. Well, not just my own family, but I, I don't think my 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 parents made uh, men who were strong enough to go have to go do this. Uh, if, if you look at a percentage, it, one third of my my family members joined the military, and that's my twin brother and I. <laughs> so like that was it. So we that's why when it come and I have a sister who's a nurse and she worked her fucking ass off for that and she's the homemaker in her family. She no, she's the one who who provides. Um. So anyway. Yeah, because the other guy's the fat one. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, so, so anyway, don't fall through the ceiling, son. <laughs> So you get that and you start seeing that already. And guess what we're doing? A lot of our generation millennials, we're creating hard times for our children. Our children will have to, you know, there's a prophecy or, 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 you know, whatever saying that 2020 to 2026, there's going to be either a civil war or another world war. It's in the numbers. It's the generational secrets, the cycles of time. Not the secret cycles of time, I but think, the cycles I think of time. In our, in, in our lifetime, there's going to be another civil war. I, I, I truly do think that. If not our lives, our children's lives. And I don't even think it might be not my children because my kids are really young. And by you know 2006, they're not going to be of age even join the military. But the kids who are already out there who are like you know 15 right now, they're the ones who are going to have to go fight this war again. Over some bullshit. And, and it, it's not going to be a North versus South kind of war. This is going to be... In every state, and, yeah, and with it, people it, in each state. It this, could be. This is going to be your neighbor versus your neighbor. 
it's just the just kind of the way it is. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent, dude. This is horrible. They're bringing back narratives of racism to people, dude. Racism has has uh, basically been bred out of people since since the fucking eighties. Racism is not uh, is not very much relevant to a lot of people. They try to bring back systemic racism. This and this and that. I mean, I experienced racism as a kid, but it did not ruin my life. You're saying that racism is ruining people's lives. Racism is not ruining people's lives. People are ruining their own lives, voting in racists to run their lives. Yep. That's what I'm fucking getting to. That's why. That's when I'm when I when I was reading this book. I'm reading. I'm still reading it. I'm not even done with it. But you know, I've read other books like The Boy Crisis. The myth of race, those books, you know, they, they, people are bringing back, you know, these, these narratives that have actually, in a way, have been eradicated, but they're bringing them back. You got a Barack Obama calling Republicans racist and shit. You got these fucking councilmen or these these people in charge of the votes out there in Michigan calling these Republicans fucking racist, dude. Donald Trump had Donald Trump has a big uh, following of uh, minorities. He does, but the media won't show you that. The media won't show you that. And guess what? Who's kept Who's kept minorities from ever growing in population, dude? Black people have been in the United States for fucking uh, the same amount of time that white people have been here, or Europeans, the same amount of time. But the numbers are are dramatically, you know, outweighed uh, towards the white man. Okay, so why? Because bitches like fucking Margaret Singer back in 1909, whatever, creating her fucking Planned Parenthood, Planned Parenthood the, the self-genociding of uh, black folks. Why do you think black folks are leaving the Democratic Party at an all-time high number since they were all Republican? The great emancipator, um, Abraham Lincoln, the great emancipator, they call him. Dude, he couldn't call it the liberation emanci- uh, proclamation. Because the Democrats were going fucking wild. The Democrats in the North as well. They were going wild about it. I think the fucking Democrats of the North were in the cahoots with those Democrats of the South. They were. And so you get the fucking Democrats, a long history of racism, continuing on in the generations. And now, guess what's happening? People in our generation are getting the infectious ideas. Now, I talked about this in another podcast on my personal podcast five years ago. Check it out. Give me a like and a subscribe and a comment. Uh, don't ever forget about that. But Big Ben is always, Big Ben's always going to be a part of that as well. Um, but just know that freaking uh, in one of those other podcasts I had, I had the Infectious Ideas uh, podcast um, and Infectious Ideas and what they're doing to our, our, our society, uh, bringing back racism as if it is something as if it's something that's that's systematically keeping people down dude the only people keeping you down the only people who have been kept down are people in big democratic cities dude look at look look at um for instance look at uh texas texas has a ton of hispanics and texas is actually one of the richest states and i think their economy is probably the 10th richest in the world, if you were to make Texas a state, I mean, a country on its own, dude, racism hasn't affected that place. You know what? You know what? When racism really affects you is when you give a racist power to run 
the minorities. Republicans haven't been doing that. Now you can you can you can see some forms of Republicans doing some shit like that, and it's technically like the the stupid Bush clan. Um, don't leave a child behind, dude. That affected everybody. That affected all colors. You know, if you weren't ready to go up to the next grade, why did you go up? Like if they're looking at being held back as a wrong thing, when the fuck is being held back look as a wrong thing? When you look at held being held back in football, C down or Y up, whatever they call it. That's not a bad thing. Being held back into an, uh, another year to play football with you know people in your level one more year. That's not a bad thing in football, in, or in in, in 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 any sport, in any sport, or or in you know kids football. But when, here in 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 schools, when it comes to knowledge and stuff like that, they're they're continuing to push you to the next grade. If you weren't ready, kids learn different. We're learning. Kids are being pushed into learning what's in the box, and nowadays it's it's nothing but communistic fucking views. I mean, you did say earlier today that the winning side is rewriting history, and I think the Democrats and the communists not rewriting. They get to write the history. No, 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 no. The the Democrats and the fucking republic. The Democrats and these socialist fucking communist professors are rewriting history. They are rewriting history. Well, they're they're writing history to fit their own narrative. Exactly what I'm saying. Which is based on other people's writings, which is based on other people's writings, historically, other generations, I should say. These infectious ideas and are, are specifically designed to affect us, to, uh, specifically designed to affect a republic. Uh, what did Benjamin Franklin say when a woman asked him after he had just finished signing the, uh, the Constitution? He says, uh, sir, what have you given us? And he says, ma'am, we've given you a republic if you can keep it. And that's going to stand forever. Can we keep this republic going? Can we keep America going? Um, the more you look into it, Ben, the bills that are being passed, you went over them. You're, you're, you know, California is long gone. I don't think they'll be come back unless, unless there's a big revolution there. Um, they should just chop off California. Uh it's still part of America. I don't think they should. It wouldn't be it, no like, strategically. It wouldn't be nice. Like, they would. Like they would. They should chop it up. Five states, three states, even. Oh, chop it up. Yeah, chop it up into maybe, uh, you know, Southern California. You know, Los Angeles, Jefferson, or whatever you want to call it, Alameda, or whatever that you want to call the the new states. What they've proposed or whatever. But uh, Northern California does not believe what Southern California does. No, no, they don't. Which could also alter Mid California. It should be chopped up. Look what just happened in in fucking Irvine, California. They just, or I think it's Irvine or Alan, uh, Anaheim. They just voted in that a uh, Republican uh, Asian Korean lady, or Asian uh, Korean American lady, Republican as hell. She, dude, she got the votes of the the big high of votes from from Asian Americans, who who uh, generationally and even you know generationally they have been um self-reliant on themselves you know like they say uh back in um back in the day i think it was like 19 uh fuck i got some notes here <laughs> from my last podcast I can, they're very well uh relevant here for this but the chinese ban of 1802 1892 and Nineteen oh two, the United States actually had a Chinese ban. Why? Because the Chinese were coming here. They didn't even want to give them votes. They didn't want to give them nothing because they knew these people were hard fucking working people. They were the ones who built the railroads. Believe it or not, mm-hmm. um, 
they 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 were the ones who pushed in, in industries and stuff where where uh, Native Americans and Mexicans were agriculture. They they needed some people to build some industrial you know uh, advances, and uh, the railroads were one, uh, streets, highways, whatever you want to call. It. But they didn't they didn't they necessarily didn't build highways or streets, but they built railroads to for commerce and stuff. Um, and during that ban, a lot of these Chinese people um, that had great ideas, self reliant, they had families, uh, good strong uh, moral uh, ideals about the family, the nuclear family. They were banned from here. They were sent to Mexico. Matter of fact, the Chinese um, are the ones who discovered or the ones who created fucking Tijuana. People don't want to fucking talk about it, but I'll tell you, they're the ones who basically uh, founded Tijuana. Um, the uh, the Chinese Exclusion Act of, of 1882 fucking pushed a lot of uh, Chinese uh, out, out of the United States into uh, modern-day Canada, into Mexico, because they didn't want their beliefs. The Chinese do have... Outside of the Chinese, outside of communism, are one probably some of the greatest and uh, people outside of communism. If they were to create a republic, I think it would it would be just amazing. I think they could create something amazing. Those people need to revolt. They need to get rid of their fucking stupid ass, goddamn communistic government. Um, it's infectious. The the USSR and or the not the USSR but the USSR back in the day and then now modern day Russia or what well, Russia is today. Um, Pushing little communistic fucking views, even though they say Putin is a fucking, you know, some other, he's not a communist. He's, I th- honestly think he's closer to an oligarchy out there. They, they run the shit. Um, but uh, these communist uh, intellectual teachers in schools are teaching our, our kids, our future, these horrible things. And, and, you know, and I think it all kind of comes back to, uh, the uh, the nuclear family, uh, the parents creating a weak uh, generation instead of fathers teaching skills, instead of fathers saying, hey, at 12 years old, you're going to start coming to work with me. Because that was a thing. That was actually a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, your mom raised you until you were 12. And at, when you reached the age of 12, you went to the fucking field or you went to go work with your dad and he taught you the skills and he passed along knowledge to you. And that's how things, you know, the world went round back in those days like that. But, uh, you know, it's definitely not happening. Um, We are uh, in a rude awakening for some hard times, Ben. I hate to say it. um, We're going to see how strong men can come out of these hard times that we're facing, especially if Biden does get to office. Yeah. Yeah. but if, I think there is going to be a, 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 regardless of Biden or Trump, I think, like, like going back, I think there will be that civil war that will come no matter who's president. It might not be like, like it's not the, gonna be the original North. civil war. Yeah, it's not going to be north or south. Yeah, it's it's going to be you versus your neighbor. Because we're already starting to get it already, uh, you know, right now in the media, whatever people are already calling us racist or people calling conservatives racist. Um, it's already starting to happen, you know. This is the beginning of it. Uh, I just, I just want our listeners to know that uh, we believe in in hardcore family values. We believe in hardcore uh, constitutional values. The Constitution wasn't written uh, for nothing. It's uh, it keeps us a republic because you know what, you leave all the power to man, and not a rule of law. Um, we start getting into a big communistic kind of. Uh, 
government, and it's not good for any of us. Uh, definitely not good. It wasn't good for Venezuela, was it? No, it wasn't. And on that note, tell us what you guys think. Let us know. Comment, like, and share the page, and let us know what you think. And for now, this is the Vetriot. Peace.